after the speech that you gave me at the top of the I know, I know. I feel gaslit right now. <laughs> That's what's fun about it. We're just making stuff up as we go along. And then people are yelling at us when they listen. I don't care who else is in this category. There is only one winner this season. Here's our time to make bold statements that will be proven either true or not, you know? Hi, everybody, and welcome back to After Broadway, the podcast where we deep dive into anything and everything musical theater. I'm Tara. I'm Stefania. And in today's episode, it's my favorite episode of the year. I think it's your favorite episode of the year. And based on our Spotify wrapped, it's <laughs> also our audience's favorite episode of the year, which means it's time for our way too early Tony nominations. Now, normally we're pretty like hyped about this, but this year, stress. <laughs> This season is very full. There are 10 and, million musicals opening this year. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just kind of lost trying to even assemble my starting point to work from. Um, we have how many new musicals? 14 new musicals on Broadway this season? We have 14 new musicals on Broadway this season. I think overall there's, what, 21 musicals this season. And I think there's 15 plays, which is... I believe the opposite of what it was last year. I think there was 15 musicals last year and like 20 something plays. It's interesting. I feel like maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like there's usually more plays because they have more limited runs. So there's more turnover. Whereas for musicals, usually they last a bit longer, but that hasn't really been the case um, of what's already opened this season. Everything either has an end date or is already closed besides Back to the Future and Spamalot. Um, whether that's mm-hmm. because they're closed or they're limited runs or whatever. But those are the only two that from the first half of the season um, have open-ended runs and are still running. So yeah. it's been it's been a bit crazy, which, which opened up a lot of theaters for the second half of the season to kind of regenerate. So exactly. it's interesting. Um, and as always with these episodes, we are going to date stamp this. Today is January 25th. There could be a closure tomorrow. Who knows? I feel like last year we did this and then something closed like five days later and we were like, well, oh. but nothing's open. That's the thing. Nothing's open. true. <laughs> unless we get a surprise Back to the Future closing, but that's not going to happen. The one more likely is the Spamalot closing. Um, Agreed. I don't think but it's they are. Close. I don't think They're so either. They're doing pretty well. As of, like, yesterday, I think Jonathan Bennett just walked, like, into mm-hmm. Spamalot. Um, Michael Yuri left to go do... What is he doing? What's that? What is he Mattress. Doing? What's that title? What is that title? Oh, Once Upon a Mattress. Once, Once, Upon, Once a Upon a Mattress. mattress. Yes. Um, which they actually just released a couple things on Instagram, and it's of Sutton singing, like, Shy. It's very good. Um, Sutton is so... booked and busy. And so was Michael Urie booked and busy. Um, So, yeah, Jonathan Bennett walked in yesterday. I agree with you. This family is the only thing that, like, could close. But also this does feel like a show that, like, anybody could walk into at any moment. Yes, they have, like, great opportunities to stunt cast this show. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So why don't we start by... I have the list of all the original musicals that have opened or are opening this season... You tell me if I missed one because, girl, it's tough. Well, Um, this is what I was saying. Yeah, go ahead. In order of opening date. Um, And I was saying to Seth before we started recording, normally I'm pretty, like, chill about this and we'll just, like, have a Word document open with potential nominees. This year, we did a straight up (laughs) color-coded spreadsheet. because That's what I usually do. I have it on my computer screen this year. It's a mess. It is a mess. (laughs) I didn't print mine this year. Okay, from the top... 
from the first musical, from the first original musical that opened this season, we have May She Rest in Peace, Once Upon a One More Time, opened June 22nd, 2023. Then again, May She Rest, Here Lies Love, opened <laughs> July 20th, 2023. Um, then Back to the Future, which opened in August. Mm-hmm. Then we have Harmony. Which is closing when is it close? I think the episode will be out by the time that this... Yeah, yesterday. (laughs) Yesterday. (laughs) Um, Next, How to Dance in Ohio, which is closing uh, one week. February 11th, one week. So you're almost there. Then we've got Days of Wine and Roses. Opening is January 28th. So this is a limited run. Then we've got The Notebook, opening March 14th. Then we've got Water for Elephants, opening March 21st. Then we have The Outsiders, opening April 11th. Then we have Lempika, opening April 14th. Suffs, April 18th. Hell's Kitchen, April 20th. The Heart of Rock and Roll, April 22nd. And finally, The Great Gatsby, April 25th. On the day of the Tony nomination voting cutoff. Or open show opening cutoff. The eligibility yeah. cutoff. Crazy. Also, I would like and- to announce that um, like two-ish weeks ago, maybe it was only last week, they announced the casting for the Heart of Rock and Roll and then also The Great Gatsby at the same time. And all of the like... Newsies <laughs> tweets and TikTok videos that came out to be like, wow, Corey Cott and Jeremy Jordan <laughs> on Broadway at the same time. What a great day for Jack Kelly's out there. <laughs> it's crazy. Jack Kelly's and replacement cat Jack Kelly's, you know, exciting. Um, okay, and then for revivals, we have six revivals this year. Um, so we have opened October 10th, Merrily We Roll Along. Then opened October 12th, Gutenberg the Musical, which is a revival under the classics rule. And I also believe it is now closed. Yes. Once this episode is released. Yeah. January 28th. Mm -hmm. Um, Spamalot opened November November 16th. Then we have The Who's Tommy opening March 28th. We have The Wiz opening April 17th and Cabaret opening April 21st. Have we missed anything? That leads us to, I believe, 20 shows. Um, And that's what we have for this season. It's pretty crowded. It's pretty messy. And this is why we do it way too early because it's funny. Um, but we're about this to be, will be my so most wrong. Incorrect. We're about to <laughs> yeah. be so wrong. I can't wait. I mm-hmm. cannot wait. Um, but yeah. There's Where also, we, start? we should say, before we get started, there is has only been one round of eligibility ruling um, for this season. It came out at the end of last year. The next one should be coming out in March. And then we are at, like, nominations. So we're really going off of nothing here because the ruling is based on shows that have closed. (laughs) And Back to the Future. But, like, we knew that already, so it Mm -hmm. doesn't even matter. Um, Yeah, it's going to be wild. I have a few shows listed, basically, that are, like, potentials, but I don't think there's anything else going to be announced this season. Sometimes... sometimes Oh, give us the potentials. Well, you know, we've we've got, of course, Sing Street. I was wondering if it was going to be on your list. Um, the one that I think is the real potential, but I don't think it's going to be this season, is Boop. I think, like, Boop has momentum right now. Yes. Um, I thought you were going to say Sunset Boulevard, but that's definitely not That's next season. season. That's for sure next season. Something I also saw was, like, you know, remember the Brokeback Mountain musical? Yeah. With star- starring Mike Feist? Mike Feist. Lucas Hedges. When's that coming? Was it a musical, though? I thought it was a play with music. No, it was a musical. It was a musical. Well, I don't think they announced it. It was transferring. They didn't, but I think it's going to come. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are we just getting a full season of West End Transfers? Is that what's going to happen? I mean, half of the time it is West End Transfers. I Honestly, guess. not very many West End Transfers, only really Back to the Future. I and will Cabaret, say, I though, 
Yeah, cabaret. But I will say, out of um, this is not for this season. This is and for Marilee, next season. But go on. Yeah, true. But Marilee, not really, because it was like eleven years ago. I was like, yeah. um, but uh, Sunset Boulevard. This is the first time that they are bringing like all principal cast over from the West End. That really does not happen very often. Um, to New York, they ob- they yeah. will bring like one person sometimes, but not like a full like principal cast, which is it's, like it's pretty a exciting for them. Usually. Yeah, it is very exciting. Yeah, a lot of times it is like a union situation um, for why they're not bringing everyone in, or sometimes they'll be like, I remember um, what was it? But the like Ferryman? these people should get a chance to audition at least. Um, I just I just know I, I remember like, like so many West End actors like also have dreams of being on Broadway, you know. Sure. I'm just remembering, like, the ferryman. They brought over the principal cast. They brought over the cast. Um, even for, like, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, they brought over the principal cast. Mm-hmm. But they had a set end date. And then after that, they would be replaced with actors, equity right, right, actors. Right. So yeah. I think that's, like, typically how I see it working. Um, so Minus my guess Nicole. is... Yeah, yeah, Nicole is American, so her, her visa issues are probably different. But she's never been on Broadway before. This will be her Broadway debut. So, crazy. Very exciting. Exciting stuff um, I I think we should maybe start in the least crowded category, which is best actress in a musical. Best actress. Okay. Um, I'm ready to start there. Okay, I will start. I will list my first person. Okay. My first person is from a West End transfer, just as we were speaking of, and I am going to go with the star of the cabaret revival, Gail Rankin. Agree. She's on my list as well. Um, I know that she's never going to make it, but I also did put the woman that played Cinderella from Once Upon a One More Time on my long list. Briga Helen, congratulations to her. No. <laughs> as well as someone else when we get to the men category, and we will be speaking on him because <laughs> we'll it was an iconic performance. Speak on it. Speak on it. Um, okay. okay, on my list, I'm going to go with a show that I recently found out that has been in the works for a very long time, including this actress who's been with it for a very long time, um, and that's Eden Espinosa for Lampica. Did you know that I this 100%. has been in the works for like seven years? Yes, I've been hearing about Lampica for years. This is it's exciting. Um, yes, um, I agree. I also have Eden Espinosa on my list. Very excited for her to have a leading lady role originating on Broadway. Um, yes. So I agree hundred percent Eden. Um, I am now going to add the actress, uh, Malia Joy Moon, the star of Hell's Kitchen to this list. She plays the character of Allie. So this, I also have her on my list, but I do think that this is such an interesting show in general. This is, um, Allie, is like supposed to be i think short form for alicia um this yes. is an alicia keys musical it is it's not like loosely a, based on her on her childhood. on her life um although i don't know how loosely based on the reviews that i've read i think it's like loose is a loose term when it comes to this show <laughs> um this is like not original score this is alicia keys music but yeah. there have been so many differing reviews on this. It was at the public. And I think mm-hmm. the reason that this show was interesting to me is because this is one of those shows, which is like another show that we will speak on later, that feels a little rushed to get to to Broadway. Yeah. They had a very like kind of short run on um, 
off-Broadway. And then immediately now announced their run on Broadway when they had like pretty mixed reviews on this show. And I do, unfortunately, I haven't seen this obviously, but I do think that the like celebrity of it is involved here as well. Sure. But it's like, oh, this is an Alicia Keys musical. She's very involved. Let's get this this season because if we wait any longer, then we might not have her to do this. You know what I mean? So. I don't know how I feel about Hell's Kitchen. I, I would like to hear some of it, but I do think it feels a little rushed to me. I don't disagree, but what I will say is over the past 10 years, um, eight out of 10 best musical winners have been, have originated off Broadway. Mm. And so I think that is kind of the winning combination to originate off Broadway or have an off Broadway run as part of your development process. So I think like that should not be overlooked that it's has word of mouth in the New York City area. It's New York cri- City critics have seen it and have been buzzing or not buzzing about it. Um, and as well as that celebrity factor, I don't think we can count Hell's Kitchen out. Oh, no, no, no. It's shown up a lot here on my spreadsheet, but I just mm-hmm. have like a question mark beside. I think it's just funny because like. I'll read, obviously, like, reviews, but honestly, these days, a lot of our, like, theater content is being served to us through social media. We are, shout out to Ashley Hufford and Theater is Life, Kate. We watch their videos all the time, and both of them hated this show. So, I think that that's kind of interesting. They're, like, similar ages to us, I want to say, but Mm -hmm. the main critique was that the book is quite messy. It doesn't feel finished. And I would also like to point out that this is, I believe, one of three Michael Greif projects this year. You know, Michael Greif, <laughs> he's busy. He's a busy man. He's, he's booked and blessed. <laughs> he's, he is blessed. He's booked. Um, I'm happy for him. I don't yeah. know where he finds the time. Um, no, I know. To be doing and how this, do you like switch but, your brain? But you know what? I, I'm a fan of Michael Greif. I like him. Yeah, same. So, can't be um, Okay, moving on here, um, this, I also, now every time I think about the way that I'm speaking, I just think about that episode where we talked about the American Idol reveals, and here we are again (laughs) for a full American Idol reveal episode, so you're welcome. Um, this person has been in the industry for literally ever, she is like, I don't know, she's a a mainstay, she is the moment, moment. it's Kelly (laughs) O'Hara. I agree, Kelly O'Hara, I agree. Wait, did you have, did you have, uh... Malia on your list too? I did have no? her on my you list. Did. Okay. I, okay. I, I so, actually, so far our lists are the same. I jumped around with her and somebody else on this list and then I ended up going with her. And I'm curious to know who your last person is because I went with my heart on this one and I don't think it's right. However, I'm, back to Kelly O'Hara. This, she's, yeah. this is for Days of Wine and Roses. This is a yes. limited run. Um, I said before we started recording, this is a show about like two... A couple, they're alcoholics and played by Kelly O'Hara and Brian Darcy James. And if I'm going to watch two people argue on stage while being intoxicated, I would like to see Kelly O'Hara and Brian Darcy James do that. I've heard it's very sad. This was also Mm -hmm. off-Broadway last year, I believe. And this Mm -hmm. is another one that I feel like is kind of like a critic's sneaky pick here and could show up in a lot of categories. So I know I know we're not talking about the music right now, but the music is Adam Gettle, who Kelly O'Hara worked with previously on The Light in the Piazza, and it yeah. just suits her voice so 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 well. It's giving me Bridges of Madison County energy, which I know is terrible, but I loved it. 
<laughs> also starring Kelly O'Hara. Kelly O'Hara, exactly, exactly. So I feel like this is just very much a sweet spot for her. So, yes. you know. Welcome back to Broadway. She's here to do what she knows how to do. And I'm we seated. We love it. Yeah. I'm seated. <laughs> okay. Um, I know, I think I know where your final pick is going to be. And what I'll say is, I think that's a supporting performance. I think that's going to end up being in supporting. I think it's going to end up being supporting. Okay. Let's talk about the notebook right now because yeah, that's yeah, where we are. It. Let's talk about it. So, again, we have not seen this show. I no. have been dying to see this show for years. And then when we found out about, well, we found out a long time ago about the three versions of Noah and Ali. Mm-hmm. And while I agree with you, I think that they can make a case for Joy Woods and Ryan Vasquez who are playing like middle version mm-hmm. of Allie and Noah because this is like the Rachel McAdams, Ryan Gosling version of Allie and Noah. Right. And I f- just feel like based on like promotional ads that have come out so far, they are really focusing on these two. I agree. And all of the interviews are just them right now. So that's I why I feel like the campaign is here to make her and him be considered in the leading actor category. And I do think that we could experience a six of this all, and they're all put and featured, all three Noahs, all three Allies. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think that, like, in terms of where we are on January 25th, based on the promotional efforts that I've seen, <laughs> this is a leading role. Yeah, I'm kind of of two minds on this. I think... In one way, Joy Woods has been, like, gaining momentum over the past year so, so she much. She is talking about a star. Like, she yeah. is talented. I feel, like, I feel like a year and a half ago, I did not know who she was. And now I... I saw her everywhere. in Six. You saw her in Six. Now she is everywhere. She is, like, the next star. And I feel like that's the biggest case for her being in lead, is that, like, this is her moment. This this year is her moment. In, my, in, my, in my opinion, it's her, like, the campaign for The Notebook in general for performances, minus, like, maybe the older Ali and Noah, is only for her. I don't even think Ryan Vasquez is, like, in the question right now. I think it's only Joy Woods' show. Um, but my, my hesitation here is I was looking up, so The Notebook played in Chicago at Chicago Shakes, and... They have the Jeff Awards in Chicago, and she was supporting a performer nominated. Who's Jeff? Who is Jeff? They had a full name. I don't remember. <laughs> the Jeff Awards, okay? Um, and they had her in supporting actor. Um, so they have genderless categories there, which... Oh, fun. Exciting. Um, I, again, I agree with you. I just think it's interesting. We'll get into this when we get into, like, revivals, because it's interesting when we can look at previous Tony Awards and how roles have changed over the years. If you look yeah. at Cabaret, it's crazy what the, really? like, what was considered... Think, yeah, the MC was considered sometime. a featured role featured. for years. Until, right. like, 1990-whatever, that year. Like, that the 1999 revival with Uncommon. Yeah. But the original, so like, Joel Grey was nominated for featured, featured. So, and to me, I'm like, how was that role ever a featured role so yeah it's, it's it's just interesting how like time can change things so yeah like what's remembered i don't know however that being said i know where you went i think for the last one and i think it's gonna be nichelle for the whiz you know i to be honest i'm not even sure where i'm going with this last one <laughs> i am between i am between nichelle lewis for the whiz or in a true wild card pick even Ariel Jacobs? in the great no Ariel oh, Jacobs. Sorry, no! sorry to hear lies love. Sorry to hear lies love. My other alternate enemy is even Nova Zada. People love her. She's loved. 
People love her, but I really don't know that there's going to be that much love for Gatsby this year. You think it's just going to, like, fully blank? My hope is that it fully blanks so they can be, like, told, guys, you should have waited. It's a huge mistake. This is a huge mistake. (laughs) I don't think waiting would help this. Like, I gotta be honest. No, I don't Um, think But you know what? For boldness, even Oblazada, let's select her. My fifth pick. (laughs) For fun. Um, other notable people in this category. Again, there's, like, really nobody it's in rough. this it's category. Um, as you said, Briga Heelan for Once Upon a One More Time. We also have Isabel Macala for Water for Elephants. Mackenzie Kurtz. Talk about a show that's going to get blanked. Water for Elephants. In my opinion. Grant Gustin's debut Here, shot. Here's the time. Here's our time to make bold statements that will be proven either true or not. You know? Bold it's- statement. Grant Gustin wins Best Actor at the time. <laughs> you know? Like... You know, in three months I mean, or four months when this when the Tony Award nominations and winners happen, you're either going to pull the clip or we're going to forget it ever happened. A hundred percent. Nothing for Water for Elephants. Well, <laughs> the only thing I was going to say, my only thoughts for Water for Elephants. Oh, actually, I lied. I have someone nominated here for Water for Elephants. But um, my only other note there would be like set design, possibly. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that set looks like, but I know what the movie looks like. Picturing puppets. And, and when we talk know. about Gatsby, Gatsby for set design. Set design. Set design. No, no, no. Gatsby maybe nothing get stuff, else. But nothing, nothing good. Nothing, <laughs> nothing good. good. Um, did you pick a winner? Um, this is so hard. I haven't. I a winner, did, but, but if you didn't, then I'm happy to get rid of. Them. No, no, we're gonna pick. We're gonna pick. We're gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Eden Espinosa as my winner. <gasps> wow! 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 I have her. So I have my locks in yellow. My greens are maybes. My yellow and red writing is winner, and my yellow and purple writing is runner-up. So I put Eden as a runner-up, and I'm going with Gail Rankin for Gail Rankin. You know, that's also a good choice. That's a really good choice. Because. Did Jesse Buckley win at the Olivier's? Jesse Buckley won at the Olivier's. I love Jesse Buckley. I just don't know that the Tonys will like Cabaret as much as the Olivier's. But we shall see. Yeah. This is one, this is the most anticipated show for me. Again, will I be going? I don't know. The tickets are $8 million. Not for nine, yeah, not for a million dollars. I don't know if it's worth it to me, but like it, it is, but it isn't. I don't know. We shall see. And then also, I don't know if I'm going to get there in the spring. And then by the fall, who's even going to be in the show? Are you like committed to seeing Eddie Redmayne? I do love Eddie Redmayne. I do love also, his performance on that cast. Unhinged, <laughs> unhinged. <laughs> I love it too. I love Eddie Redmayne, but so I feel the same way. Like ju- not in this. I like the cast recording unhinged, but I just love Eddie Redmayne like yeah. regularly. Although yeah. I don't love Eddie Redmayne as Marius, so we can just erase that from well, his you know, resume. That's not really what we're talking about here. I enjoy <laughs> Eddie Redmayne. I'm a fan, um, but yeah, I just I don't think it's gonna happen for me to see this him in this production, um, and then we'll have to see who the replacement cast is to see. If I if think I we find had it worth it. Previously discussed this, but like if it's Wesley Taylor, yeah, yeah, up. we we had dreamcast him because he's done cabaret in other places as the MC, and I think he's like maybe the right type. But this production, who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Well, okay. speaking of Eddie, let's get to best actor and let's start. I guess let's right with it. him because let's talk about it. He's definitely going to be nominated. Um, again, this is he was nominated for the Olivier's. Um, also to bring in the celebrity of it all but he does seem to be very good in this show too and i love that he's transferring um with the west end production that's very exciting and i think it will get a lot of people in the audience for the show 
You know what we always forget? What? Um, Eddie Redmayne, Tony Award winner. Oh, I know. Tony what was Award the winner. show, though? It was a play. It was Red. It was a play. It was him and, I believe, Alfred Molina. It was about Mark Rothko and, like, an apprentice. So it's, like, about painting and art. Um, and that was, I think, the first time I ever saw him was winning the Tony Award. I don't know if I knew who he was before that. So don't count him out here. Let's not count him no. out. No. Okay, who else is on your list? My next person I have on this list is from a show that is already closed. Let's talk about Chip Zion in Harmony. Chip Zion. Okay, so this has caused a lot of uproar on the Broadway world boards because of the um, name not above the title of Harmony. Um, And you said, actually, give us the, like, official ruling of that. The official ruling of that is that the rulings are subject to change. The general rule is that people above the title are lead and people below the title are featured. But, you know, let's say something that takes something like Merrily We Roll Along, Jonathan Groff, Lindsay Mendes, Daniel Radcliffe, they're all above the title. But after the uh, rulings and eligibility, they said Lindsay and Daniel are going to be in featured. So those are subject to change. They're a general rule to follow, but those are subject to change at any time. Chip Zine was nominated for the Drama Desk for this performance in lead. That's it's also Chip Zion. Sorry. Yeah, it's Chip Zion. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and it's hard. This is difficult because closed shows. Oh, I know. And also, like, Harmony. <laughs> Harmony. I know. I know. But I find this category pretty thin as well. I don't know. I'm struggling. I'm on a struggle bus. Oh, a struggle I feel bus. like there's a lot of men that could be in this category. It's just, like, I don't know that they're worthy of... That sounds so That's nice. what I'm saying. Like, like we'll get they'll get to five no matter what, but I'm on yeah, the of us Because, like, there's really, like, people. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. There's, like, 17 or 18 possibilities here, but, like, and yet there's only are, one winner in like, my heart, so it doesn't yeah, even matter. Winner in my heart. Let's we're talk about him. The winner in my heart. We're going to talk about the winner in your heart? No, okay, we'll save it. My next one, as a compliment to what I said earlier he's a mainstay on broadway he's always here he's always iconic and it's brian Darcy james bdj bdj um, <laughs> every time remember, I, agree. I think it was 100%. i think it was a couple weeks ago when we were like kind of talking about this and like thinking about like the season and i had a moment of like oh my god brian Darcy james is in this season <laughs> too like what why but i'm sure he's wonderful on this show i yes. love him i was listening to shrek the musical today um and justice for that so i i saw him perform in into the woods last year or mm-hmm. in 2022 so i'm a fan i love bdj uh, i just typed bdj in my <laughs> spreadsheet i wrote his full name you wrote we his full respect name respect the full name i gave yeah. someone else the the three initial treatment as well in my spreadsheet so <laughs> three initial che- treatment oh bvd later bvd bvd <laughs> we won't speak his full name until we get there bbd okay um, give me your next yeah. one my next person okay this is uh, the, well there's a, i think there's i think there's one more should we just get to the final lock and then the fifth nomination is kind of like up in the air as far okay, as yes, i'm I concerned agree. i agree okay let's do that let's do that the next person <laughs> tara's holding up this is a prop for video viewers only, merrily we roll along. Should I get my magnet? Let me get my magnet. This is. Should the I merch. take my framed playbill off of the wall? I've never put something up so fast in my entire life. We bought merch. Um, yeah, Jonathan Groff as Frank Shepard in Merrily We Roll Along. That's that's the fourth nominee. I 
Literally, and my winner. Let's. I'm gonna state it now. I was gonna winner. say me too. I don't care who else is in this category. There is only one winner this season, and if it's not Jonathan Groff, I will riot. Right I will. Now. I will be the beast style. Bring the pitchfork and the flame to the Tony. You are about committee. to Kanye West up in here. You're about to be like, sorry. I'm gonna let you finish Chip Zion, but that award is for Jonathan Groff. Chip Zion. The only runner-up option here is Eddie Redmayne, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we haven't even given the fifth nominee, and I don't care at this moment, because as discussed... One nominee only, Aaron Tveit style, but... <laughs> on our um, Year in Review episode last year, if you listened to that episode, if you watched that episode, if you saw the tears fall, there was only one performance of the year for me, and it is well, there's three performances of the year for me, but there's only one performance of the year that matters in this category, and it's Jonathan Groff. And I will actually be so... He has not won a Tony Award. This man is so deserved of a Tony Award. He so lost. So let's Sorry, do it. I need to go back to the 2007 Tony Awards, okay? I am going to read out the, the nominees. nominees. This was the, Spring Awakening year. This was the Spring Awakening season. Okay, wait, sorry. I need to find it. I wasn't prepared to... Well, I actually didn't think that we would have... Sim- I think we're about to go rogue on the... On the rest of the categories, but I didn't think we'd be that similar for these ones. I am about to read out the the category of Best Actor in a Musical in the year 2007, ending with the winner in what I think is a robbery. Here we go. (laughs) Gavin Lee in Mary Poppins as Bert. Fine. Sure. Michael Cerberus as Kurt Weil in Love Music. Okay. He's an icon, though, so it's fine. Then we've got... And to speak on it, like, this isn't even... I don't even think Jonathan Groff should have won this year, but here we are. Jonathan Groff in Spring Awakening as Melchior. Okay? The winner of my heart, Raul Esparza in Company as Bobby. And then the winner in A Robbery, David Hyde Pierce in the musical Curtains. What was that? It's always David Hyde Pierce. Why is he always at the scene of the crime? Okay. (laughs) He's in something. He's doing something. Oh, he was yes. in Here We Are. <laughs> oh, he wasn't Here We Are. Well, I can't wait for that cast recording. Can't wait to listen to his, his dulcet tones. Um, <laughs> he he robbed multiple people that day. Um, wow. He, well, he really robbed Raul Esparza, but then he, in in the robbery, also if, affected Jonathan Groff. Yeah, like, if Raul Esparza wasn't going to win, at least Jonathan Groff. At least Jonathan Groff. We'll talk about it when we talk about Merrily on a dedicated episode, but I, I was struck by, like, listening to the Merrily cast recording, how, like, the entire time I've loved musicals, I have been listening to Jonathan Groff's voice. You know, like, from the beginning to now and to the future. Jonathan, fan club right here. Anyway, <laughs> we're okay. Okay, so anyway. Okay, who's the fifth nominee? <laughs> Sorry to Jonathan. Our tribute is over. <laughs> Um, I'm going to go a little rogue here. Um, I'm going to select James Monroe Iglehart in Spamalot. Ooh, I was so close <laughs> to putting him. He is in green here. I actually have James Monroe Iglehart and Taryn Killam here. I also have Taryn Killam in the featured category. I have Taryn Killam featured. But this role has been previously nominated for lead, so that's why I have him in both. Um, I think that's a very good choice. Yeah, um, I just love him. I think he's great. Again, previous Tony Award winner, when in doubt, like, I feel like we're just, I feel like for these two categories, I'm just picking mostly heavy hitters, like people who you can count on, you can rely to give a good performance. Well, then maybe the that's people not are going to be. Okay, I know. 
I know, but I just maybe I just think <laughs> because I think my vote is a lot rogue. <laughs> I just think selecting spam a lot is going rogue in general. In general, yeah. My rogue vote here is Allie Lewis, who's playing Tommy in oh. Who's Tommy. Interesting. Um, I think this is interesting because previously Tommy has been a featured um, role, which wild because the show is literally called Tommy. So like, how could it be featured? Never yep. seen it. I actually think this is like, I don't love everybody that's in the cast, but this is kind of anticipated for me because I do like no. the story of Tommy. Um, I also would like to point out based on my extensive research on Wikipedia yesterday that the Stratford yes. production is in the long list of like people that have played Tommy in Tommy. So shout well, out Robert Marcus once again. Well, because I know Des Mackinoff, yeah. Des Mackinoff, like Tommy has its origins here in Canada. Yeah. With Des Mackinoff, um, like a an, a wonderful musical theater director who yeah. has been involved, I literally think, in almost every professional production of Tommy. Like every time it's this back, one it's like who's directing it? Des Mackinoff. And you know what? Do what you do well. But I find yeah. it interesting that He's directed the show so many different times and like different every time. Not di- not that different, but you know, it's not, it is a different it's production. It's not the same. Yeah. So this yeah. specific production was at the Goodwin, Goodman? Yeah, in Chicago. Goodman. Goodman. In Chicago last year. Um, and I heard pretty good things about it. So I Let's don't know. Go back to the Jeff Awards. Tommy really cleaned up. <laughs> really? Yes. Well, what else was playing in Chicago? The Notebook. Oh, so like between the two. Interesting. Yeah, there were, there were they had a bunch of different things and they had but like you know, regional theaters and stuff, but people uh, love what they know. The Who. And yes, they know absolutely. Tommy. And they absolutely. know The Who. So that helps. Um other people in this category just to name a couple. Um as previously spoken, Grant Gustin making his Broadway debut in Water for Elephants. Um, yep. I did put Ryan Vasquez here for The Notebook, whether he lands here or not. This is where he is here for me. Um, I also have Liam Pierce here for How to Dance in Ohio. That is the true rogue vote because I do think they could honor that show in that way. That's my yeah. thoughts so on that. So I had him in lead and then I moved him over to Featured. You told me yesterday. I know. I literally told in... you yesterday he was in lead. You ruined no, my spreadsheet. <laughs> I moved him to Featured. I moved him to featured. Okay, um, well, fine. Um, <laughs> I also have here Corey Cott for The Heart of Rock and Roll, Casey Likes for Back to the Future, Andrew Randalls and Josh Gad for Gutenberg, Brody Grant for The Outsiders, yeah. Jeremy Jordan for The Great Gatsby, who is going to be devastated when he doesn't get a Tony nomination, but it's not deserved. He should know. So sit he down, Jeremy. We all know. Um, and then let's pay the most respect to my lead actor of the year, Justin Guarini yeah, for Once Upon a One More Time. On a show we did not see. And oh, yet I watched we the know. And yet we know he was the greatest performer. Oh, no, no, no. He is... Jonathan Groff, step aside. If he was not Just, in this season, Justin, Justin Guarini. Guarini is the winner. JG. JG Supremacy. <laughs> wow. Jonathan Groff, also JG. That's what I'm saying. JG Supremacy. Um, I know we don't endorse bootlegs on this podcast. However, the Once Upon a One More Time bootleg is actually fantastic. And I highly recommend it. I endorse bootlegs Justin- of flops. Sorry. I endorse fine, bootlegs of that's flops. That's fine. Justin Corini is a straight up star in this production. Watch his circus and tell me otherwise. Oh, there's a me in the center of a ring just like a circus. I wonder if Once Upon a One More Time can show up in like choreography, you know? Maybe. Honestly, I think I said this to you when I watched it, but like their set design also really good. Really? really? So, I don't know. They can't I mean, show up I've in Best Original Score because it's not original. It's and music. they're 100% not showing up in Best Musicals. So. No. Sorry to them. 
Um, um, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's move on to best featured actress in a musical. There are so many people here, and I don't even have all of them written down because there's too many people here. Yes. I'm going to start so, with... Yeah. I'll start with, I think, a classic pick here. Um, I'm going to go with Leslie Kritzer in Spamalot. Even though that was my rogue pick in the last category, this is my no, classic this pick is, in this category. This is a classic Yes. Pick. Um, this is a previously Tony nominated role. Um, I for Che Diaz, Che Diaz. Yes, for che, well, for Sarah Ramirez. I know, Sarah, Sarah um, Ramirez. But we saw Spam a lot last year. Obviously, Jen Ryder Shaw was the Lady of the Lake. This is a very like short but showy role, yeah. and having previously seen Leslie Leslie Kritzer in Beetlejuice, she is literally perfect casting for this. Um, She's been with it since the Kennedy Center, as has James Monroe Iglehart. And I think that this is like a pretty locked nomination this season. Um, another pretty locked nomination this season for me, which I was surprised to see her name when I was searching the show yesterday. I was like, oh my God, welcome back to Broadway, B.B. Newworth. 100% agree. 100% agree. Wow. I, why are our lists so similar this year? 100% agree. I'm with you. We, I really well. thought hard this year. Although I think we only have those two. Oh, we have three for sure. And then the others, who knows? I agree with you on BB Newworth. She is, love her. Just welcome back. Last time I saw her on stage was in the Adams Family on Broadway. Oh, wow. Did you see Ramin is doing the Adams Family yes, somewhere? That with, makeup looks with, great. With Michelle Visage, which I love. I think that looks so <laughs> fun. He doesn't really do, like, comedic. Comedy. He's not funny. He doesn't seem like a funny but man to me. That photo shoot, they look great together. I'm, I am excited for this, I can't I'll never imagine. see it, and I don't even care that much about Adams Family, you know? I can't imagine, sorry... Ramin and Nathan Lane doing the same part. Like, they are just, <laughs> like, they're just not the same person. No. No. And also, like, from what I remember, it's been a long time since I've listened to Adam's Family and Adam's seen family. it. It's not really, like, a vocally challenging score. And he is someone that seeks out vocal challenges. I he feel. is. So, he is. To introduce he's a term. a fun time. To, to introduce a term to from a future a episode. <laughs> he is a voice forward performer. He is, he is also like, he's a pretty decent actor, but he's definitely voice forward. I agree. I, again, to really like rehash a discussion that no listener has heard yet. I think he's a better actor than Jeremy Jordan. Oh my God. Like night and day. Right. One was Jean Valjean and one was Jack Kelly. There's no comparison. (laughs) He did a wonderful job as Jack Kelly. Okay. Moving on. Um, so we've got, we've both got Leslie Kritzer. We've got B.B. Newworth. And here's our third, I think, lock Miss Lindsay Mendez. Yes. In Merrily We Roll Along. Love her in that role. I think she's absolutely stunning. And I think I think especially now that the show is extended past the Tony Awards oh, before it was yeah. supposed to end in March, especially now that it's extended past, I think absolutely nominated. And dare I say? Dare I say? A winner. Dare I say that I potentially picked all three people from Marilyn to be my winners, but we'll get there in a moment. And you know what? That's Um, okay. I actually think the fourth person might be a lock too. Um, And she's a Canadian icon. Deborah Cox in The Wiz. Deborah Cox. I don't have Deborah Cox, but I love Deborah Cox. Galinda is a previously nominated Tony role. Also, while we're here, can we believe that this is the first time that The Wiz has been revived? I know. 40 years plus? Yeah, crazy. It's crazy. 
Um, I surprised. actually saw Deborah Cox here in Toronto when they I were know. touring <laughs> Jekyll and Hyde with Constantine Maroulis as uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And Deborah Cox, what was her character's name? Oh, geez. Uh, I don't recall. Lucy? I believe her character's name is Lucy. Know. But let me confirm that for us all. Um, but uh, so I have seen her perform. I think she's a beautiful performer. I just, I don't know. I'm not excited about it. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe Deborah I'm underestimating Cox. the Wiz. I know. Maybe I'm underestimating the Wiz, but I think I'm, you are underestimating the Wiz because I have another person on my list for the Wiz. I am. I'm just. I'm just not excited about it. I don't have many nominations there. I might have one in, coming later, but I just. I'm just not feeling strongly about it. So, oh. yes, Lucy. How dare you? Um, okay, yeah. so who did you go with? Wow, I am here as. I'm about to double nominate a show and I'm about to go with Crystal Joy Brown also from Early Roll Along because I wow. I loved her in that show as much as the main three were stars she was a star and I'm nominating her here tonight I did see someone say that they would nominate Katie Rose Clark also like both Lindsay and Katie Rose Clark but to I, me I love... Crystal Joy Brown is a more showy performance and I agree she was, they were both great but beautiful I, I don't know if Katie Rose Clark has like quite enough to do Mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in Merrily like well, after I saw Gussie it I was like is. oh Katie Rose Clark is in the show like doing amazing but for like such a such little not that she's yeah. not doing enough but she's not doing enough in comparison yeah. to what other people are doing even like so, like a character like Reg or like Joe played by Reg Rogers like I don't know I don't know if he's gonna make it but love him yeah um, but yeah that's who I would put as my as my fourth person fourth do you have Joy Woods as your fifth I don't. I'm literally like flopping on the notebook here. <laughs> okay, fine. Um, my fifth is kind of the rogue vote here, and I'm giving it to a performer that I am not familiar with at all. And this wow. is um, Amber Iman in Lempika. That is my choice. fifth vote. I did not go with Beth Level. You didn't go with Beth Level? Oh, you know what I mean? I love Beth Level. And I also um, did not go with Shoshana Bean. Uh, I, I went with a Miss Beth level because how can you see her and not nominate her? I don't know what that role is though. Who, I know who, what the role is of cares? the other woman, but I don't know what her role is. But do you think Beth level's going to take a part to do nothing? Like she's going to come, she's going to be an icon yeah. for 10 minutes. She's going to walk off stage. That's and true. That's going to be enough. But like for that's me, enough to give her a Tony nomination, I guess. Well, it depends. Like, uh, and I know I just said Katie Rose Clark doesn't do enough. And again, I haven't, we don't know anything about this. But it's about the impact. It's about the impact you're making on stage. And sometimes you can make an impact with two minutes, ten minutes, with not very much. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, your show, your your performance is a little more subtle. And that's what I think, like, Katie Rose Clark is doing. Uh, I think, especially in supporting, especially in, like, featured, you really have to, like, go out with a, go in and out with a bang. And yeah. I don't think Beth Level is, in, is capable of doing something without that bang, you know? No, so, you're right. And I'm a fan. So that's why we're going with her. <laughs> um, my, like, other people that I think are possibilities here is um, are Marianne Plunkett, who is playing, like, older Allie in The Notebook. That's mm-hmm. if they choose to split the category the way that I feel that they might. Um, and then I've been reading a lot for Grace McLean in Suffs. Mm. She's I had great her potentially all the time. in... I had Lead. her potentially in Lead. 
But again, I'm not sure. The ruling for Suffs, the only thing that we know based on its previous run is that Jen Colella and Nikki M. James have been both nominated at like other award shows in the feature category. So I do have them mm-hmm. both here too, but I just don't think... I don't know. I don't really yeah. have much here for Suffs other than I, like... I've heard, I've heard like very mixed things on Suffs. Again, another one that I've heard needs needed a bit more work. But mm-hmm. like I said before... Off-Broadway shows that have originated off-Broadway or had off-Broadway runs as part of the development process are very successful in winning Best Musical. So, we shall see. Yeah. Um, Some other people here. I have Sarah Boggess and Julie Benko here for Harmony. Um, Mm -hmm. Jordan Tyson, who's playing Young Allie in The Notebook. Um, I have, like, many people possibly for How to Dance in Ohio. Um, Emma Pittman for The Outsiders, Sam Polly for The Great Gatsby, Sarah Chase for The Great Gatsby, um, yep. and Allison Luff for Tommy. So Yes. And, like, don't forget, Jennifer Samard. In and Jennifer Samard. Once Upon a More Time. Who, who actually was, could come in here with a Rogue nomination. Because she, she's one of those ones, you never forget about Jennifer <laughs> Samard. She, well, she was nominated for Company, right? Like, she yeah. was nominated for Company for... I mean, she was amazing in company, but for again, so small, high yeah. high impact in a short amount of time. Um, so she's always one who can sneak in there. She's a crowd favorite. She's a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't believe I forgot about her because I will speak on her later in this episode. <laughs> speak <laughs> on her. Um, okay. So, is your winner based also... on this? My winner, my winner is Lindsay Mendez. Yeah. Yeah, my winner is Lindsay Mendez as well. My four of my nominations came here from uh, revivals, and only one. That's what I mean. Musical. Revivals are more exciting to me this season than the new musicals. However, as uh, as um, I said before with, like, runner-ups here, I really think, like, Cabaret is, like, second in every single category here. I think this is, like, runner-up is B.B. Newworth, in my opinion. Just, like, mm. runner-up is yeah, Eddie absolutely. Redmayne. So it's just, like, kind of a nominated, sh- like, highly nominated show, I think. It's very, it's very hard. Um, and this is why we do it, because it's silly, but it's very hard... To do it so early, when uh, and not pick recognizable names, mm-hmm. you know, and that's kind of where mm-hmm. we. That's why I think like maybe BB Newworth, who is always amazing, um, is someone who's like, yeah, absolutely easy nomination. But I feel like that even for nomin- nominators, like the nominated committee, it's easy to be like, of course she's a star in everything. You go in with that preconceived notion, you know, you're like, of course she's doing it. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Overall, I agree. Okay, best featured actor. This category is I don't even know. Yeah, I, there could be like twelve people from Spam a lot here. Like we don't even know. Um, I agree. I'm gonna start with I think again the obvious. Start with Marilyn Roll along Daniel Radcliffe. My winner. Same. <laughs> <laughs> we really went with our heads on this, right? Yeah. <laughs> Heart only. <laughs> um, I agree. Obviously, like seeing him on Broadway was very exciting. I think, like, it's very interesting because, as much as like I was so lost in Jonathan Groff's performance, I was like equally lost in Daniel Radcliffe's performance. He has such mm-hmm. a standout moment with Franklin Shepard Inc. It is a crowd pleaser. It is such a fun moment on stage. But it's like the small moments from him. If you listen to the cast recording, I talked about this on my obsession last year, at the end of last year, the um, old friends like it was. Um, Mm -hmm. His like dialogue with Lindsay, the way that he speaks to her character specifically is really what my favorite part 
um, of the show is with him. So mm-hmm. I I don't think anyone should count him out. And I think he is probably right now the front runner for most people. Like, it's Daniel Radcliffe. Like, we should... I know. We should Let's give talk about, the respect that he deserves. Let's talk about celebrity. Let's talk about, like, name recognition. Yeah. Um, not only does he have that name recognition, but he also has the performance to back it up. So... Yeah. Um, it's yeah, not just like star casting for star's sake. He is that good too. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Your next nominee. Okay. I am going here with the, exactly what I was just saying of like the cabaret nomination. I'm going Steven Skyball here for cabaret. This was a nominated performance in the West End. And I just feel like we are going to get for cabaret acting nominations. The other possible person here, I think, is Ado Blankson Wood for Cabaret. So mm-hmm. one of the two. But I went with Steven Skyball here. I agree with you on this nomination. I These are boring nominations to pick everyone from Cabaret, but it's tried and true. Last yeah. time... Um, we, try to, we try to be as accurate as possible here, even if we don't believe what we I say. I feel <laughs> like last time Cabaret was on Broadway... Um, these, these, perf- these characters, these roles won Tony Awards. Let me so confirm that. So then why would I stray? Exactly. Like why, what's the... Also, what was the la- the year that Cat Ray was last on Broadway? Um, 2014. No, so they were nominated. Like... So it was Danny Burst. Where am I? So it would have been 2013 probably. Yeah. In 2014... Those were the only nominations it received were Best Featured Actor in a Musical and Best Featured Actress in a Musical. So just thinking about Cabaret in general and the fact that it's only been 11 years since its last revival, like Mm -hmm. if this is going to win the awards that it might win at this year's Tony Awards, I don't know if this has happened in recent years of like a revival happening this soon and winning Mm -hmm. similar awards. It's pretty wild. Yeah, they, they were just nominated. They didn't win. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, make that mistake. But those two supporting roles, the one that... Um, uh, what's his name? Steven Skybull played, I believe, was the mm-hmm. nominated role. Herr, Herr Schultz. Yeah. Herr Schultz. Yeah. Um, okay, and then the rest of these are up in the air to me. Yeah, I agree. That's usually how supporting actor works out. It's usually, like, super random... But we're having a good time here. I'm going to go with my whiz representation. I'm going to select Kyle Ramar Freeman, who we both saw in, in, a strange loop. Uh, in A Strange Loop as Usher. And the interesting thing is he's playing the lion, which is a previous Tony Award winning role in the last, re- in the last production on Broadway. The so, only other production of The Wiz. The only other production. The original production. <laughs> yeah. um, so I think... This is a good bet. We know how amazingly talented he is. And also the lion has wonderful songs. And I think it's just, it's a good bet that I'm taking here. I agree. But also just thinking about him in general to think if this does happen to go from being an understudy to Mm -hmm. a Tony nominee in one year is so exciting. If this happens, it'd be great. I would be so happy. Um, no. My next nominee here is the Rogue Water for Elephants nomination, no. and that is Paul Alexander Nolan, another Canadian. Yeah, get that Canadian he, representation in here. But Jesus. He, is Jesus playing the, he is playing the Christoph Waltz, Christoph Waltz role, so I do think that that is obviously like a showy role, if it is similar to the book, the movie. Um, yeah. And 
the last time I saw him was very recently. I just saw him in Parade, and he was very good in Parade. Oh, so I he's a fantastic actor, and if they're going to give any sort of representation in the acting categories, which, to be honest, they're probably not, but he would be my vote out of anybody here. Yeah. yeah, I just, I just think, literally based on absolutely nothing, I just think that show is not going to be respected. Oh, so. I agree. <laughs> but I gotta, I gotta... You gotta pick somebody. You gotta pick somebody. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, my next uh, nomination, we're going for that, we're going for that initial, we're going for that BVD. Going for that Brandon Victor Dixon in Hell's Kitchen. Um, mm-hmm. He is such an amazingly talented performer. I cannot wait to hear him sing again because, you know, a voice forward performer, if we've ever heard one. Um, talking about Jesus Christ Superstar. We're talking about Jesus Christ Superstar. We're talking about uh, Rent. We're talking about Rent. We're talking about all the live performances. Hamilton? We're talking about Hamilton. We're talking about all these things. Yeah. Yes, like Hamilton. Hamilton? Yeah, Hamilton. Every single one of these things. Like, he is so talented. Um, and I think he's so passionate about what he does all the time. And for him, I think, like, getting, uh, originating a role in a musical, I'm so excited to see him. He's playing, I don't even know, the character's name is Davis. Her I think her. I don't know. I Father? Don't, I, figure? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There and is a very messy plot line, apparently, that, like, never gets solved. So, possibly. You know, a father figure, let's say, a male figure in her life. In a Allie's man life, in this musical. A man <laughs> in Allie's life. Um, you know what? I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan of BBD. And so I'm giving him this recognition from me. Yeah. I did not, but I okay. c- could see it. This last one, I have like three people picked here. Okay. Because... There's many ways they could go. They could go spam a lot, and we could get someone there. They could Absolutely. go the notebook, and we could get someone there. Mm-hmm. Or my true craziest swing vote of the entire category here. No. I am nominating Conrad Ricamora for Here Lies Love. You know what? I almost did it because I love him so much, <laughs> but like I didn't. I was like, I was like, if they're gonna do anything, they're gonna do it right here. But I just if don't think it's realistic. Do, I actually do think there will be one representation for Here Lies Love, and we'll get to it in a yeah. minute. So this is a truly, like, nothing nomination on my behalf. But he was great in this. So oh, a star, you know. And I'm, I'm just a fan. looking at representation and diversity on this whole list. You know, I'll never fight a nomination on him. I did not select him because I really think this show is gonna be. Mostly forgotten Shut about out. by the time Agreed. we get there. Uh, and it's so crowded. Like, in a less crowded season, I can see them, you know, looking further back in the season. But there's just too much going on. It also closed in, like, November, right? <laughs> yes. Like, November yes. 2023. Like, so, Tony's are so June 2024. Ago. Yeah, it's a long time ago. Like, but eight months, seven months beforehand. The, the other reason why, like, Most people haven't even seen that. It. No, exactly. But, like, he has also been with the show for, like, 11 years. So I could yeah. see something if if they choose to give anything to Here Lies Love. Yeah. I am going not to Conrad, my favorite, my single signature on my Here Lies Love playbill. Um, I am going with an actor in another show that is has been in development for a long time. Very anticipated. I'm going with George Abood in Lempika for playing the character Marinetti. Um, I just... I just think this is going to be a Critics Darling show, Lempika. I agree. I think this is going to be a show that people are excited about. I think people like 
you know, original music um, thing, you know, about a woman, not to say like, that's why, but uh, about a story like we haven't seen before, about an artist, about creating art. Um, I just think, I just think this is going to be a critic's darling this year. And it's going to be the people's darling. I don't really think it's going to run very long because I think it's going to be a hard sell to audiences. But I think this is going to be a Tony Darling this year, which is why I am going with George Abood here. I'm sure he's also wonderful in it. But really, there's another you know, we're, guy that we're flying by could the possibly, yeah, yes. like Andrew Simonski, who's playing, I believe, her husband. I think is mm-hmm. also a potential. Today is today is um, Yeah. Yes. Uh, I agree. The other thing here is that, like, this is a show we have really not spoken anything about, but, like, there are 10,000 characters in The Outsiders that could be nominated as well. Yes. Um, I don't know. We don't know how that... I think it really depends on how that show is. Like, what the critics think of that show. Because if it is, the only person I could see as a potential nomination here would be Sky Lakota Lynch. Um, Mm -hmm. But there's also, like, many. We also... He's playing Johnny, right? Yeah, Johnny. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. That guy I lead. mean, I the kid who's playing Pony Boy was also like on my long list here. If they yeah, choose, they, like, like Brody what Grant, the is revolutionary. Like, I, I, I don't uh, know. The music that I've heard, it's not giving revolutionary. I like it, but it's not giving revolutionary. No, to I me. know. But yeah, the book could make or break. We shall see. But Angelina Jolie is producing, so maybe she. I know that was so this. random. <laughs> What's that? Is that random? She wants to eat gut. She wants to eat gut. She doesn't um, have a Grammy though, but also on this list, um, does she have an Oscar? She does have an Oscar. She does have an Oscar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's three Emmy? actors, probably not. I just made oh, that up. Oh, but ever- the- oh, okay. But everyone's oh. looking for egots these days, so you it's never true. know. The T, also, John just egotted. The, the T is the easiest one in egot, in my opinion. Well, now because all you have to do is produce, you just gotta, a, produce. a show. Yeah, got to put your name. One. You got to pay like you know fifty thousand dollars. You want to? Yeah. Um. For Tommy, there's three possible people here, but just to shout out some names, Bobby Conte, Adam Bobby Jacobs, um, John Ambrosino. Then we also have this one I put the on Spamalot the list because Boys. he's, well, the Spamalot Boys, but I put Michael Urie and Ethan Slater here. Ethan Slater, Apparently, to kill him. Ethan, someone said the sleeper of the season is Ethan Slater. And you know what? To see him and Ariana Grande walk the Tony Awards red carpet, I would take the nomination. I <laughs> Yes, would, and. Yes, and. <laughs> I'm an Ethan Slater fan. Like, I can't help it. (laughs) I can't help it. I'm almost, like, on his side. Not on his side. It's hard to explain. No, no, no. (laughs) On his side. Not on his side. But people are mean to him. And it's like, some of the meanest People are mean to him, but there's also a baby involved here. I understand that. I understand that. But, but, you know, people people are mean about his physical appearance. And I don't think that's ever necessary. I don't think that's ever necessary. Okay? Okay. And you know what? SpongeBob is a very well-respected role and show in the Broadway community, okay? Don't it's use it not. as a derogatory. Don't use it as a derogatory. SpongeBob is not a well-respected show in the Broadway community. Just because Tony it was nominated. nominated for... T- that show was a commercial season. Frozen, Mean Girl, SpongeBob. I agree, but I feel like SpongeBob had heart. I thought SpongeBob It had was more heart than the others, but... Actually, Frozen had a little heart. Um, but... I don't know. A lot of people hate SpongeBob. And they're wrong. <laughs> they are wrong. I love SpongeBob. Seen it twice on Broadway and the taped version. And the taped I will version. never knock SpongeBob. Um, oh. The other person that I have on this list, who I like put here as a last minute because he is a new cast member, and the like everyone loves him, but like Eric Anderson in The Great Gatsby. 
Oh, love him. Um, you know who we did not discuss who actually could get me nominated here? Roger Barr. Oh, I know. He is like, like, if there's gonna be, actually, it's not even a rogue nomination because like, he's a celebrity. It's a nominated role from the West End and like, it's Roger Bart. Like, yeah, it's, I'm just so like not a fan. I'm just like, the as you will hear in an upcoming episode, <laughs> but it is Roger Bart. And I would no, I not know. like, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens at all. I, I know, but I just, I just don't think the broadness is going to hit the voters as much. But sometimes they love to put like one of those super commercial performances into a nomination. No, I know. I've also got as a sole representation for the show. Although I do think Back to the Future will be like looked at in like set design and that sort of Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, but like performances, it's just it's just not on par with what everyone else is doing. No, well, I'm not sure. We haven't seen half. We haven't even seen this (laughs) performances. It's just it's just not on par. Uh, Hugh Cole's also from. From Back to the Future, but again, I would actually prefer to see him get nominated. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but the other yeah, person I just here, don't think. again, based on like potential of the Notebook, I would give it to like Dorian Harwood, who's playing the older Noah. Yeah, that it's just gonna... seems like it could be a nominated role. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that how those how those nominations shake out. How the Notebook? Wow, you plays. really gave zero love to the Notebook, and I'm actually I offended. really gave zero. Okay, let's let's go to where I'm going to give love to the Notebook. Our next <laughs> yeah. category. <laughs> Best original score. Yes. Let's so there are with... one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven shows eligible, I believe, for best score. Yes, we've only really got, I believe, three jukebox musicals. We've got Once Upon a One More Time, we've got um, Hell's Kitchen, and we've got The Heart of Rock and Roll. This is a good season for original music. Um, yeah. Some also, shows. There could be a play in here, too. Yeah, we never know. We never know. Um, something like Stereophonic. Let's talk about something like Stereophonic, exactly. which has a full original album. Ooh. I, I know. I didn't even think that. about it. And now I'm like, and now I'm like, as, as a, a really big Arcade Fire fan, Will Butler wrote the music for Stereophonic. I actually do think that Stereophonic could push out my sole nomination for Here Lies Love Here. <laughs> oh, wow. Stereophonic. Although, I, it's, oh. It's, although, it, although it's David Byrne and Fatboy Slim, so I cannot count them out. Okay. Let's start. Let's start from the beginning. I'm going to start with my first nomination, Ingrid Michaelson. This is the notebook. The notebook for the notebook. Music and lyrics by Ingrid Michaelson. Um, everything we've heard of it is beautiful. I love Stunning. her music generally. So my first nomination for best original score is Ingrid Michaelson. Yeah. Um, my next nomination is Suffs. I think this is the only category that this show possibly will. Actually, I lied. I think they will be considered. For, oh, I don't know if they'll be considered. I think they'll be considered for Best New Musical, but I think they're only going to be considered in a couple categories, and this is one of them. This is the score by Shana Tobb. She is also in the show. She wrote the show, so I do think yeah. that they're going to... I actually think Suffs probably could be nominated for Book as well. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how... things. I agree. However, Shana's music is very no, good. No, I know. I, so I, I don't think we can count her out of the original score category is, is this not love is this is this not love um from like the 12th night so good remember that um i also have shana tab on my list i agree i agree i think she writes really really beautiful music my next, next person on my list is adam gettle for the days of wine and roses Same. boring boring pick um yeah uh, really really beautiful music really, and <laughs> we think we really, haven't really heard really any beautiful. of it <laughs> 
And we don't know really, what it really sounds cool. like, no. but I'm sure it's stunning. He just writes beautiful music. I don't know what yeah. to say. Um, that's what's fun about it. We're just making stuff up as we go along. And then people are yelling at us when they listen. Go on. What's your next pick? Well, I'm yelling at me right now and you because Stereophonic was not in the conversation and now it's in the conversation. I know. I just thought about Stereophonic. Crazy. So I'm going to give this dual nomination to Here Lies Love and Stereophonic. No, um, you can't. Because... You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to do that. Okay, because Stereophonic was not in question before, I am going to nominate Here Lies Love here. To me, I know I just nominated Conrad Ricamora, but I do think that this is the sole... Actually, they'll probably get nominated for set design too. What am I saying? Yeah. Um, but this will be the only time that we will hear David Byrne's name and Fatboy Slim's name um, on June 16th at the, at the Tony Awards, and it will be for this. Because I just think, again, there's like a lot of like history with this score, um, and they will want to recognize David Byrne in this way, I believe. I just think they're over it. Like, I really think Broadway has moved on. Which is a shame, because if you... I don't even like this score, and here I am nominating it. No, 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 which is a shame. I have listened to this cast recording multiple times. I think it's a shame that, that they've forgotten, you know, one of the, in my opinion, most truly original Broadway scores this year. But I just think... I just think the time has passed for them. So mm-hmm. I'm going to select, of course, Sarah Barry Manilow and Bruce Sussman <laughs> from Harmony. <laughs> I have selected Barry Manilow and Bruce Sussman, which will never be forgotten. Um, <laughs> Look, Harmony. It's Barry Manilow. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, we want him to show up. Um, yeah, I don't really have many reasons for this. I don't really like any of the music I've heard from Harmony. <laughs> I haven't heard any music. <laughs> I've heard, like, one thing. Um, and again, this show will be closed. Uh, by the time you listen to this episode, this show, over. Done. No one's thinking about it anymore. I just want everyone to take in the fact that Steph nominated Harmony over Here Lies Love. I did. Um, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I-, I believe in a previous episode, I said you could not pay me to see Harmony. Uh, no, I that was Gutenberg. <laughs> oh, I couldn't pay me. Well, I feel the same way about Harmony. Same. Um, <laughs> couldn't pay me to see Gutenberg. Actually, by the end, I was like, maybe I want to see Gutenberg, but it was never going to happen. I actually want to speak on Gutenberg for a second. This has nothing to do with the original score. Yeah. But for a show that is about Josh Gad and Andrew Randall playing these characters, yeah. they really are spending only time focusing on every other person that makes a cameo in this show. I was like... Does anybody know what this show is about other than the fact that there's a celebrity that makes an appearance at the very Can end? I? Because Can I tell that's a all that they're saying. <laughs> Can I tell a funny yes, story? tell it. At the dinner table the other day, my dad's like, what's this show? It's called Nuremberg. And I was like, what? And he's like, it has like special guests. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, it's Gutenberg. Special guests. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. And I was explaining the show. But I was like, he's like, Nuremberg. And I was like, no, no. I was like, it's about... Gutenberg. So it's made it to your dad, is what you're it's saying. It's made it to my father. The the special guests, like, on social media. My dad has a TikTok. He loves TikTok. The special guests on social media, the clips of the, like, Broadway producers coming up, has made it to his feed. Um, but, like, is that what they, the only thing that they want us to take away from this show? I think is it's that really good promotion. For fi- it is good promotion, but, really like, promotion. what is the show? One of the most iconic things to happen was when Anna Wintour and Anne Hathaway showed up together. And Anna Wintour yeah. said, this is my assistant. Um... <laughs> To get Anna Winter to acknowledge the Devil Wars Prada in that way for the first time at Gutenberg the Musical, 
Iconic. So good. So good. And you then for give like them a, a week, Give them a Tony Award. <laughs> give give Anna Winter a Tony Award for that acting. And then for like a week or two weeks later, for Anne Hathaway to walk out of Condé Nast in protest of what Anna Wintour did to the employees. Iconic. Iconic all all around. <laughs> um, my fifth slot is for what you believe will be critic starling Lampika. My fifth slot is also Lampika. Look at that. And then the, the sixth slot is Stereophonic. It's Stereophonic, um, but that's which actually we just, which made just, the second slot. Which just occurred to us right now, but the sixth slot is Stereophonic. I actually think that's it, a really, really good But based on the list here, I think it would knock out My Here Lies Love, Your Harmony. Yeah, I agree. Or Or like an Adam Gettle. Yeah, or Adam Gettle. Or Shayna Taub. Honestly, it could knock out any of these. Um, it could knock out any of these, but with I don't think it's going to knock out my winner, The Notebook. I... Uh, should I pick someone else just for funds? Because I think we have all the My runner-up is right Lampika, even though I don't love what I've heard from it. I just think, I just think for Lampika, it doesn't sound like every other show right now. You know what I mean? It sounds different from every other show. Oh, The Notebook sense. literally sounds like every other show, but it is so I know, but it's really beautiful, beautiful. but it's really beautiful. Words? Give Words. them her Tony. Give her Tony. Um, Okay, I'm going to be fun, and I'm going to pick Lempika here, just okay. for, for giggles. Matt Gould and Person Kreitzer. Sorry, do we say their name? Matt Gould and no. Person Kreitzer, who wrote the book and, who wrote the, sorry, the music and lyrics for Lempika. But the real winner is actually Stereophonics, so we'll see you on I know, I know, sorry, <laughs> this is actually relevant, Stereophonics going to win. I, again, I can't believe I forgot, I'm like, really one of the world's biggest Arcade Fire fans. Um, Will Butler, who is no longer even in Arcade Fire, but wrote the music for Sarah. The I think you Man forgot because it was a last minute edition. We're just one. It was just announced, and it's also we're like so musical focused. We forget about plays. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of musical focused, here we are at the best musical category. Okay, give us the fourteen one more time. Okay, the fourteen. Here we go. Once upon a one more time. Actually, let's rule some out as we go. Once upon a one more time. It's a no. What? Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> here lies love. It's a no. Okay. Back to the future. I'm leaving in. Okay. For a potential. Yeah, for a potential. Sure. Harmony. Yep. I'm leaving in. Bye. No, bye. Goodbye. <laughs> How to Dance in Ohio. It's a no. I'm leaving in for a potential. Oh, okay. Um, Days of Wine and Roses. Staying in. The Notebook. Staying in. Water for Elephants. No. I think it's a goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have X'd it out. The Outsiders. We're staying in. Lampika, we're staying in. Suffs, we're staying in. Hell's Kitchen, we're staying in. The Heart of Rock and Roll, goodbye, we're staying in. (laughs) The Great Gatsby, we're out. Goodbye. (laughs) Farewell. See you never. Um, Okay. From the top, my first nominee. Wait, 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 wait. Please tell everybody what you told me about if there's more than nine nominees. Okay, if there's more than nine nominees, then that means there are, if there are more, sorry, if there are more nine musicals eligible, for more than nine original musicals eligible, that means there will be five nominees. In the case of a tie at the fifth slot, there will be six slots or even potentially seven slots. Um, if there's a three-way oh. tie at the fifth slot, a maximum of seven <sighs> slots, apparently. Do we even know how many Tony voters there are this year? So like the nominating every year. committee, yeah, the nominating committee is not very large, which is why they could ties are much more likely. I, I think we have seen six nominees in the past. I remember us being like I six. Agree. Were we expecting that? Yeah. Because um, uh, we put picked five and number six. Um, but I would say like uh, we, we've picked five today. 
Yes, yeah, so for the purpose of this exercise, for the, we for this exercise five. we picked five. For the we actual purpose five. of this exercise, I have like nine here, but like here we go. No, 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 absolutely. Um, okay, your first slot. I'm gonna start with the notebook. Agree. Um, and I'm gonna go right where we just were with Limpica. Yeah, agree. Okay, I am now. This is so tense. Stuck. I am now going to go with The Outsiders. It is also on my list. Yeah. Wow. I know after we didn't nominate it for anything else, but I, I, I'm struggling. I want to struggle less. What if it's good? What if it's, what if it's good? good? What if it's good? I just, yeah, I feel like when you have like 12 boys in something, like the individual cast members get lost, but the production as a whole. Also, shout out to, no. I forget his name, but the man from Tiny Pretty Things that we learned last night is in The Outsiders. Yes. Barton Copper, Copperthwaite. Shout out to you. I hope shout you're listening you. to this. Um, um, okay. I am going to go. Wait, what are we at right now? Are we three. at four? Is this the? F- oh, three. Okay. Three. The fourth slot, I am going to go Hell's Kitchen. Okay. Interesting. I do not have Hell's Kitchen. After... The speech that you gave me at the top of this I know, I know. You're not going to go Hell's Kitchen. I feel gaslit right now. <laughs> oh, but it was off-Broadway, so it's going to be a hot show this year. Okay, well, to for that same rule, I'm going to select... Subs. Days of Wine and Roses. Oh, that was my fifth spot. Yeah. Um, in 2022, there were six nominations, by the way. I was just looking at it. Um, oh, really? I had to get both Mr. Saturday Night and Paradise Square in there. So then what are we doing picking five? <laughs> but it's usually five. It's usually but five. there's 14. There wasn't 14 in 2022. No, because there was a tie. Oh. That's oh, how you get the Paradise six nominees. Square and Mr. Saturday Night? No, I don't know what the two shows that were tied <laughs> were, but I'm just saying they had to have six because those shoes, two shows needed to be in there. I don't know what the bottom two were. They don't tell you that. Um, okay. Days of Wine Rose is my fourth one. Okay. So what do we have? That's my we- fifth. So I'm out. I'm done. Okay. My, my my category is The Notebook, Lempika, The Outsiders, Days of Wine and Roses, and Hell's Kitchen. Okay. I do not have Hell's Kitchen. This is this is where I struggle here. I had Back to the Future for a hot second, but I took it off. How dare you? You've you're you've changed. <laughs> but I am selecting <laughs> Water for Elephants. No, imagine. Imagine. No, I crossed that off. The Heart of Rock and Roll. I am selecting the Shut Heart of the Huey Lewis Jukebox musical. You know what? If we can't get the power of love and back to the future, we got to get it here. Yeah. My, my requirement for this fifth slot was the power of love must be, must be sung. The power of love must be sung. Um, yeah. That's my fifth slot. I really have no rhyme or reason to this other than my, I'm struggling for that fifth slot. So my rogue sixth spot would be How to Dance in Ohio Simply because we have not given any sort of recognition here to a show that features an almost full cast of autistic actors. And Mm -hmm. if they're going to do it somewhere, I think it could be here. But it also could be book. I was going to say book. Book is good. That's where I think... I don't know. I was going to say directing. Directing we're not even talking about tonight because it's too hard, but... No. Because as previously mentioned, there's 10 million things nominated this year. Like, not... 9,999,000 things like 10 million things are nominated this season and I cannot even think about best director right now 
Um, and yeah, you're about to tell lot. me who. Although my winner for best director, I'm sorry, I'm going to say it right now, is the narrator from Joseph, and that's Maria Friedman. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. It's Maria Friedman. Um, you know, could Michael Greif compete against himself two times? Could he get in there? I would love. I would love to see triple nominee for, Michael for Greif. Hell's Kitchen, for The Notebook, and for Days of Wine and Roses. Like, you put that all three could. of those in best. You put all three of those in your best musical selection. Wait. And two of those, I think, are pretty devastating shows. I don't know about Hell's Kitchen, but I think two of them are pretty sad. Two of them are pretty devastating. Um, he loves Alex to Timbers make in here cry. multiple times. Um, at at Gutenberg in here lies love, but I don't think he's getting there. It's going to a woman this year, and it's going to be my Maria. icon, Maria Friedman. Yeah, Maria Friedman. You've also got like a Rachel Chafkin for Lempika. Let's talk about that. Oh, I didn't realize it was her. Um, we're we're not... saving Rachel Chafkin for Gatsby in twenty twenty five. We've got Rebecca Frecknell. I'm just naming the female directors. Uh, Rebecca <laughs> Frecknell for Cabaret. We've got Shell Williams for The Wiz. Shell Williams actually co-directs um, The Notebook with Michael Greif. So oh, that's wow. fun. Um, we've got Sammy Canolds for How to Dance in Ohio. Warren Carlyle does Harmony. We always love Warren Carlyle. Of course Warren Carlyle does Harmony. <laughs> like, like, it's just so... <laughs> It's just so If it's not going to be Bartlett Shear or one of those, it's got to be Everything I learn about Harmony, I'm just like, of course. Obviously. Obviously. Okay. Um, Um, Who's your winner? My winner. This is actually really difficult because I don't really see a front runner here. I went with my heart. You went with your heart? You went with the notebook? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with, in my opinion, what is going to be the critic starling, Lempika. Mm -hmm. Just for fun. I just feel like... What That's a what commercial choice, about. I know. However, again, I'm a broken record here, but based on what we have seen from their previous out of town, I just feel like everyone is going to love this show. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I we'll think see. maybe that might maybe turn people against. It's like, oh, this is the big commercial show. This doesn't need our votes. This doesn't need the big showcase yeah. on the night. Let's give it to something that, you know, needs a bigger audience on it. Yeah, so, well, they did that last year kind of with Kimberly Akimbo, right? Like mm-hmm. that, I don't even remember what was nominated last year for Best New Musical. Um, I've got it up here, actually, actually. you know what? I also have it open. And Juliet, New York, New York, shocked some like it hot Kimberly Akimbo. That's actually like the expected winner. Um, and I also think that we predicted that like on the day. Yeah, so yeah, we knew that. It was kind of, but it was an early critic darling. Here's the thing. Yeah. Kimberly Akimbo was open when we did way too early last year. Yes. Lampika yes. has not opened yet. So I we know. don't know. Really anything about it. What if it's hated? That's why we do it early, because it's silly, because it's fun. And here we are at our final category, and this is not silly or fun. This is no. business, and if this show does not win... Four nominees in this category we are selecting of the of six, six. Of six. So the full six are Merrily We Roll Along, The Wiz, The Who's Tommy, Gutenberg, Spamalot, and Cabaret. I really think there are three... Oh, I don't actually think there are... There are two locks here. I agree. Merrily and Cabaret. I agree. I will also add the Who's Tommy. That's my next pick. I also have that. And my final, and I think you've chosen the other, because in my opinion, Gutenberg is not even in contention no, here. No, sorry, I agree. But I've chosen the Wiz, and I feel like you've chosen Spamalot. No, I've cho- also chosen the Wiz. Oh, I've also the Wiz. wow. I just dislike Spamalot. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I also don't know that Spamalot will be open by the time the Tonys are on. That's the other thing about Spamalot is the Kennedy Center transfer. 
Not that people, like, it's doing very well. I don't mean that in the sense of, like, they're not selling tickets because they absolutely are. But I just don't know the long time. I had, like, heard somewhere that it was a limited run. But then I think that rumor was, like, dispelled kind of recently when you recently discovered that the Belasco is now open for Sunset Boulevard. Because I was under the impression that the Belasco was being, oh, sorry, that the St. James was going to house Sunset Boulevard, which would mean that Spamalot would need to move up. There are... Basically, Sunset Boulevard, to get into it, Sunset Boulevard has a moment in the show where an actor walks off, like outside of the theater and a cameraman follows and it's projected on a screen. And what we learned, I believe, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to credit um, Theater is Life Theater's on Life. TikTok for sharing this with me. But basically when they did Network, which was at the Belasco, um, they I had saw. a similar, which you did see, they had a similar... Um, a function with a cameraman sorry i just need outside. to stop you for a moment because it's actually exciting because we are finally seeing this i just got an email saying that your performance of the great comet is tomorrow so exciting <laughs> can't believe i'm really thrilled thrilled um <laughs> yes so when they did network which was at the belasco they the rule was in order to have the performers um on camera on screen to be able to do this as a part of the show it had to be under the marquee and only mm-hmm. a few shows have, only a few theaters have marquees large enough to accommodate this. One of those is the St. James, and the other one is the Belasco. Um, yep. There could be others, but those are kind of the two main ones. They could do, where people have talked about like a roof or something else, but. Where was um, a doll's house? The Hudson. The Hudson. But she just, she just walked out. She yeah, just I know, exited. but that marquee is quite large. You know what? It is kind of. The thing is, it has to be and has to be close to the stage door, right? Because we don't want them like running around the street. I mean, I do think I said this in a future episode that you have not heard yet. And maybe it won't even be said in that episode because I'm saying it right now. But I think the real dream here for everybody should be that this reopens the Majestic. Ye for the ALW representation. That would be yes. fun. What's their marquee look like? What's the... Well, it's gone right now. They're rebuilding. Well, maybe they can build it custom for whatever they need right now. But they'll want to preserve it historically. historically. No, no. I agree. I I do think... Belasco makes sense. Um, Even just vibes I saw the film scene there before. How big is, like, the back of the stage? Like, is it big enough for a giant screen? Oh, yeah. Like, when I saw Hedwig there, they completely stripped down the entire... Mm-hmm. stage for that like brick wall exposure for if anyone's seen Hedwig like when they slowly like take off the costume and become just mm-hmm. like themselves um it's very deep back there okay um I also agree vibes Belasco more than St. James just basic of like it's the feeling dirty. inside it's, it's kind of like rustic yeah it's fun mm-hmm. like it's nice there that is not even in contention for this season no, but, no, but um, interesting to think about but yeah Belasco. yeah um okay revival winner I mean <laughs> There's only one winner. (laughs) This is going to be its year. It feels boring to talk about already. But that's... It does. And you haven't even heard our episode on Merrily yet. And it feels boring to talk about. But like, I just... I don't... This is a bold statement. But I don't need to see anything else this year to know that that's the best show of this year. Nothing will speak to us in the same way nothing that will top to nothing will top that entire experience and i don't know performance wise that anything can top the acting in that like it's it shouldn't have been that good it's one of it's also a show where the actors are able to this is going to sound silly act you know there's not a lot distracting from it's such a the, minimal the acting, set the the performing it's, it's so human so grounded yes, yes. 
and it, to not, think not that this I, I just am picturing the speeches now of like this show flopped 43 years ago <laughs> and here we are with the Tony Award. thank you for <laughs> thank Steve, you Steve Steve this is for you <laughs> Steve <laughs> Steve we did it um, anyway I'm ready yeah exactly I just I like I'll, I'll be crying at the Tonys this year when this happens and I can't wait for it I just again boring but also like we gotta give credit where credit is due and this is the best show in the in the entire season as far as it's, I'm concerned well it's what we're passionate about here it's what we're excited about exactly um, um and that's did and that's we kind of did we do that I think we did that and we did that in relatively good time I must say we did a, um, we haven't one, even but, looked yeah. at like the other categories here. Sometimes we talk about like choreography. Oh, you know what? Let's do us a favor right now. Is Casey Nicola in- doing a show this year for choreography? No, no Casey Nicola this year. So, no Casey Nicola. Wow. Then you know what? Then the category is wide open. Wide so. open. Wide open. <laughs> Here's things that I think could be potentially nominated. Um, this is where I think Once Upon a One More Time could get in, but it's really old news at this point because their director and choreographer, directors and choreographers are Keon and Mario Madrid who are, like, known choreographers. Um, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking. The Notebook, I'm feeling, is going to have contemporary moments. I don't know. That's I my vision of it. Water for Elephants. Correct. Maybe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Camille Brown is doing Hell's Kitchen. Yes, she is. Love her. She's Nominated. Great. Nominate. <laughs> um, the Heart of Rock and Roll. Could it be this? Could it be what, here? W- like, where are you getting your insult <laughs> on this show? <laughs> Nowhere. I literally had Matt Doyle typed in until like one hour ago. <laughs> like, know that. No shade to Casey Cott and Mackenzie Kurtz, but isn't I it Corey? Ma- Sorry, Corey <laughs> Cott. No shade to either Cod brother. Um, to Corey Cott and Mackenzie Kurtz, but I would rather see Matt Doyle and Keita Rose Clark. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I Although- think Aspie could get in on choreography. Um, <sighs> spam a lot choreo. Tommy, Tommy Corio, the Wiz Corio, Cabaret Corio. These are fun things. I'm really interested to see how Tommy does pinball wizard, like pinball machine wise, because mm-hmm. that could be fun. I think Tommy could be here first. Oh, what about like the Wiz for choreography? Did you say that? I did. I did. I don't know who's choreographing yeah. it, but um, I absolutely do believe. What that about Cabaret? I said Cabaret. I said Cabaret. I'm not listening. Know. You're saying too many things. Sorry. I just listed a bunch. Um, I don't know who's choreographing Cabaret either. I can't believe you're not talking about your favorite show, Harmony. That's not going to get any for choreography. It'll be not recognized in other places. It will be recognized. Um, um, let's see if I I'm trying to think if there's anything else here that's fun. I'm just looking at this list of like set. I'm actually kind of interested to see what Julie, the outsider Julia Chang set. for Julia Chang choreographed cabaret. Mm. I'm interested to see what the outsider set could be. Um, it's giving projection. Sorry. Oh, Cabaret set. Yeah. Well, they should just pretty, should they give an award this year to the best renovated theater and yeah. it's the Broadway versus did you the see, Did Wilson? you see Broadway up close like Tim? I like, did. Tim showed the, the window, August Wilson. And they're Very like, exciting. Um, so they yeah. stripped all the seats. They stripped the floors. That's probably the only video that you'll ever see from that theater because if they keep what they're doing on the West End, you are not allowed to have your phone inside there. Or you are, but they give you, like, a sticker to cover the camera. Which I honestly love the, like, immersiveness of mm-hmm. that. Um, it's very similar to, like, Cursed Child, Keep the Secrets, um, that sort of stuff. We don't really have any of that on Broadway. Um, and it's fun if they can 
do stuff like that because you don't really get the opportunity. So, yeah. Can I take my playable photo, though? Can I take a playable photo? You can't. You have to take it outside. Oh, interesting. Hmm. But, yeah, that is our way too early Tony nominations for the 2023-2024 season. Um, I don't know. Like, we have passion, but I'm also a little uninspired. But maybe I'll be proven wrong if I get to see some of these shows. But what I really can't wait for is the 2024-2025 season of Casey Levy versus Nicole Scherzinger. So we'll see you then. (laughs) Prediction. I I will say it's fun to do this because it kind of gets me in the mood and gets me excited for all the shows. And it makes sure I know everything that's coming so that I can watch out for things or get excited about certain things or have more context for what's coming. So it's a good, like, regroup at the beginning of the year before the season really, really starts. And it's also fun to see where we land in oh, May when our silly. episodes come out for the Tony nominations. Last year, I feel like you did pretty well. I was really... I, I think I did. I actually did. I actually did. Because I have you... Somewhere. Who's your Andy Grotolution vote this year? Oh, who's my Andy Grotolution? Georgia Booth? No, I think that's too obvious. Um, I usually do. I usually do Andy Grotolution. Um, Cesar Samayoa, How to Dance in Ohio. You didn't nominate him. I didn't, but that's, if, if we're picking an Andy Grotolution, that's why I'm picking. Okay, great. Um, what was the, we've also discussed this in like real life of the, what is the to Leslie of this season for the Oscar Oh, nomination. the two Leslie. And it actually was America Ferreira. <laughs> you know, but she's in a popular movie. You know what I mean? Like America Ferreira, America Ferreira has like been in the conversation. Okay. That wasn't, that wasn't quite to Leslie. Um, who is I don't know that Leslie? we got one this year. I don't think we got it. The Heart of Rock and Roll. Best. <laughs> the Heart of Rock and Roll for Best New Musical is the to Leslie of the season. And with that, we are moving on. And it is now time for our obsession of the week. Um, okay, Steph, what's your obsession? My obsession of the week is the movie musical event of the year. Do you know what I'm talking about? The movie musical event of 2024. The movie musical no. event of the year is obviously Wicked Part 1. No, sorry. The movie musical event of 2024 is This Is Me Now, A Love Story, starring, directed by, written by Jennifer Lopez. Oh, Jennifer Lopez! (laughs) What are you speaking of? Wicked, wicked. No. This Is Me, dot, 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 now. A love story, colon, a love story. (laughs) Okay, I just, we need a little context here because Steph and I, you'll hear them later, but we we pre-recorded a couple episodes because obviously we're off in January. And I had sent her this tweet about this music video and I was like, what is this? And she was like, I need to use this as an obsession, but I can't use it because it's too recent for these pre-recorded episodes. And here we are. Here we are. (laughs) Um, To Prime, only the trailer is out. Uh, the movie, the film, is not out till February 16th on Amazon Prime. Sorry, we're, this we're is all... actually a movie? Yes, Tara. I thought it was like a Beyonce music video for no, album this is situation. a film. This is a film based on her own life. The production value looks crazy. The budget looks <laughs> insane. Like, they gave her a billion dollars. Derek Huff is in this. Derek Huff is in this. Like, I think Ben Affleck is in it. I think at ben the Affleck end of the is tra- in this. At the end of the trailer, you see, like, half of someone's chin, and I was like, I recognize Ben Affleck's chin anywhere. Should um, we be doing an a episode, <laughs> episode on this? fully on. This is me now. A love story. Um, the Jennifer Lopez Look, she's serving movie. choreography. She's serving uh, music. Is she serving singing? No. But that's okay, Jennifer. That's okay. Um, but, sorry, I, I just need to, like, 
speak about this for a moment speak because there's it, a moment it. in that trailer that is from the music video that she just released. Yes, when she's it's dancing all, with Derek Huff at the wedding. It's synergy. It's all synergy. So she's who promote, paid for? She, I mean, she paid for this, but like who Amazon Prime paid for this. Amazon Prime gave her money, like literally so much money. Maybe her movie. What's the release date? February sixteenth on Amazon Prime Watch Party. Everyone's Happy invited. Valentine's Day. <laughs> You're all invited. We're all watching. This is me now. I think I can get my parents to do it. I think I can get my parents to watch it. I think I can get the whole family. It's like sit down, appointment viewing. This is me now. A love story. It's about her life. It's about, I actually and like, think that the mistake here is not putting it into theaters for a day because people would go. I would go. I would go. <laughs> no, it was on Amazon Prime. Um, she looks, one, JLo is literally the most beautiful woman in the world. Like she's Oh my still, God. She's aging backwards. She's absolutely stunning. Um, she should have been nominated for an Oscar for Hustlers. I feel strongly about that. Um, and this is her Oscar. <laughs> this is her Oscar. This is her Razzie. This is no. This is gonna be good. I. This is gonna no, be good. It's not. No, you. Everyone. My obsession is just the full trailer. I watched it so many times. I made everyone I know watch it. It's so funny. But at the same time, I'm obsessed there's, with it. There's really I'm good one-liners in this trailer. It's like she's taking it so seriously, and I love also, it. Also. Speaking of JLo, did you see the news today that she is producing a Bob the Builder movie starring Anthony Ramos? I did see that. I did okay. see that. Um, what? So confusing. <laughs> is um, it a musical? I need to know more about Bob this, but maybe I don't. Builder. No, I don't. And speaking of Anthony Ramos, can we just speak on the moment at the <laughs> Golden Globes, Critics' Choice? Critics' Choice Critics Awards. Choice. Critics Choice when Awards. Anthony Ramos and Bella Ramsey, who I forgive Bella Ramsey because they don't live in the musical theater space. They were not in Hamilton with Ariana DeBose. There was a line that was like, and some actors think that they are singers. And it was cut Ryan Gosling, cut Jack Black, cut Ariana DeBose. And we're all like, guys, she's been on Broadway. Yeah, it she was wanted a, to- it, she won an Oscar for an Oscar. Anita and West Side she's Story. She's not won a Tony, but yeah, she I, won an Oscar. Sorry, not sorry. She's hosted the Tony Awards. Like she has been on Broadway. Like she is. She, Angela Bassett did the thing. Like Angela I, Bassett did the thing. I have spoken many times on this podcast that I do not think that she has a good voice. But no, I, don't I don't think the rest of the world th- thought that way. Felt that no, way. I think it's just a, she's just an interesting pick for that joke because. I think it's interesting when someone's like an actor who maybe like has an album or does musicals or whatever, but for someone who literally came from the musical theater space and was in a show with the other person standing know, on to, stage to flag to, for him to flag that maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was an odd joke. Um, I don't know if it quite landed. And also, I don't know if we're really like joking about like putting people down anymore. I think like, I also don't even think Ryan yeah. Gosling worked as well for it. Jack Black, like, okay, but I think Jack Black has a great voice, so. And also, Jack Black, like, doesn't he have, like, albums? I feel like he has albums. Yes, he does have albums. And, yeah, like, why Shoot to Scarlett Jack Johansson. Down? Shoot to Scarlett Johansson for her, like, Tom Waits <laughs> covers, her album of, like, covers. The only person that it should have worked for was Ryan Gosling, in my opinion. But it, it That's didn't really it. work for him. I don't know. It wasn't, the, the no. bit's not good. The bit's not good. Is that the It's not a choice. Is. Also, I don't know why we're spending so much time on this, so I just felt yeah. I needed to say this because J-Lo, Anthony Ramos led me to that moment. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I guess I'll be watching this movie on February 16th. Yeah. Group watch. Group watch. Can't wait. 
Um, okay, my obsession of the week. This is an obsession I've been saving for months for this specific episode. And I cannot believe that I forgot to mention her in the featured actress category of this season's Tony Awards. I'm talking about Once Upon a One More Time, and I'm specifically talking about the, like, pro-shot taped music video version of Jen Simard singing Toxic. If you have not seen this, I think I've seen this. I don't think I've oh seen my god, Steph! It's literally when I watched this video, I was like, "How did the show close?" It actually that scene is iconic. The choreography and that scene specifically, iconic. Jen sounds incredible, and it is the most wild take on toxic I've ever heard. There's a moment at the end when she is just like screaming. That's all that's happening. She's just screaming, and I've watched the like final toxic performance, like of the final performance of mm-hmm. Once Upon a One More Time, and she is going off and getting a standing ovation but this is the first time that i've seen such a like in-depth music video style <laughs> of a closed show and i think they should have shot the entire pro shot because release it on like disney plus i would have watched it costs it co- it's so expensive to do it costs money and when people are already aren't buying tickets you just don't have that kind of money well i feel like this was shot when like Theaters always do, like, new photo shoots or whatever for shows. So I feel like it was shot prob- probably on, like, a DSLR or, like, a steady camera or whatever. Very mm-hmm. small, one-camera production. But, like, it is so good. And I have been obsessed with it for months. And I was like, when can I talk about Once, one, once Upon discuss. a One More Time? And it's this episode. So here we are. So good. And, yeah. So that's our Obsession that of the Week. The that's our way-too-early Tony nominations, and that is our first episode of the new year. I would say Happy New Year, but it's February, so... <laughs> yeah. I can't believe we've done... I don't know how many we've done of these, but this episode kind of marks... Probably, this episode kind of marks our anniversary. We've been a podcast for five years. We're entering our sixth year. We're having a wonderful time. Here we go. Happy Where's birthday to time? us. <laughs> and if you want to listen to any of our other episodes over the last five years, um, you can do that by subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also watch us on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a comment. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at off 2 Way Podcast with the number two. And on TikTok at off 2 Broadway also with the number two. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.